Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of your Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. It's the final race week of 2021 for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We head to the Commonwealth of Virginia, South Boston Speedway, the site. We'll be running the Aaron uh, Autos by Nelson 250, presented by Bojangles on Saturday night. 125 laps for the late model stock cars, 125 laps for the super late models. Kind of some history behind this. This will actually be the final super late model race uh, that the Cars Tour will go to. Uh, announcement was made um, a couple weeks ago that they're going to go to pro late models next year to accompany the late model stock car. So this will be the last opportunity that you get to see the likes of Matt Craig, Carson Quapple, Cody Connor running super late models under the Cars Tour banner. Before we preview this weekend's Autos by Nelson 250, let's recap and go back to Sunday afternoon, Wake County Speedway, the Pereira Trucking 175, courtesy of our friend Tony Stevens and Steve Post at Pit Road TV. Through the KRC Power Steering Start Zone, the green flag is in the air from young Pearson Cox. Lap one to Bobby McCarty by near inches over Minnie Tyrell, and he's hanging tough on the outside, Steve. When you can see that backstretch shot in turn three, just how tight this facility is. Deke McCaskill got underneath Sam Yarbrough. Sam let him have it. New leader, lap number 27, hometown boy Deke McCaskill to the front. What's this, the fourth leader in 27 laps? Holy cow. And great start for Lane Riggs on the outside. He is wheel-to-wheel -wheel with Deke McCaskill. Look behind him, McCarty in front of Honeycomb. Honeycutt has nothing of it. Shoves him up the racetrack. They are three wide for fourth in the turn number one. McCaskill gets the lead all to himself. Deke McCaskill had made his way to the front in a hurry on lap number 27. He's fended off all challengers, and the drought ends at home. Deke McCaskill wins the Perrier Trucking 125 and the $10,000 check to go with it. Deke McCaskill is a Cars Tour winner at Wake County. I think we can see just how important this has been to you, to your family. And you and I have talked about this, the drought, what it would actually mean to win here. Now you're here. Can you, we can see the motion, but can you put it into words what this is like to be here in this moment? Been racing a long time, probably, uh, probably biggest win in my career. <laughs> right here where it all started, you know, 100 years ago. Um, just can't thank RNS Race Cars, Brandon Ernest and Ernest Performance. Um, so many people to thank, man. I just wanted to get this car dialed in in one and two, and it was all night long, man. It was just a bullet off of two, and we just able to uh, set a good pace. And I wanted to stay at an odd number, so I had to jump around Sam real quick and just kind of stay at a good pace, not to kill the tires. And you know, I knew we were gonna have some late race cautions. I knew the inside was gonna really prevail hard, and just had to hit my marks, man, and play it smart. And good gosh, man, I cannot believe this. Uh, God always has a plan, man. <laughs> I tell you what, guys, can't thank Perrier Tank Lines. Donnie Perrier's here, all his support. Wayland Geospatial, uh, man, I hope Rodney's here. John Weston Racing Engines, David West, uh, he's like a brother to me. He's one of the hardest working guys I know, and he deserves this win more than I do. Um, Mel's Ignitions, uh, Graphics Unlimited, I thank Bradley enough for all his help, and 
Bobby Gregory Weldon. My dad, good gosh. Well, we've been through this last uh, year or so, and my whole family, um, I finally got a win with my wife here with me. And that, uh, that beats any kind of money, any kind of check, any kind of trophy. To have her and my two girls uh, with a picture, that's priceless. Deep McCask will be our guest in studio in segment two here, Stickered Up Podcast. And uh, it was an emotional win for Deep McCaskill for sure. Definitely a fan favorite. Uh, the, the, the grandstands erupted with cheers as Deke took the checkered flag and couldn't have written a storybook uh, ending any better on Sunday afternoon for Deke McCaskill as he wins his first race of 2021 at his home track, Wake County Speedway. Lane Riggs finished second. Jonathan Schaefer, who charged through the field late, to rally for a third-place finish, Jared Fire fourth, Caden Honeycutt fifth, Bobby McCarty sixth. Bobby sat on the pole, uh, led a couple of laps, but Caden Honeycutt does get one spot. But by Bobby winning the pole, those two will go into the last race of the season on Saturday night, still one point separating the two. Brandon Pierce seventh, Sam Yarborough eighth, Andrew Grady, one of the locals, he finished ninth. Ethan Johnson, also a Wake County local, he rounds out the top ten. As we look ahead to this weekend at South Boston, we take a look at the championship points. Bobby McCarty still holds a one-point lead over Rookie of the Year, Caden Honeycutt. 339 markers for Bobby McCarty. 338 for Caden Honeycutt. Jared Fryer with a solid run moves into third place in the points. He's 20 markers back. Justin Johnson, who had his probably his worst night um, since Orange County in early April, uh, he dropped back to fourth in championship points. He's 21 points behind. Now, all four of those guys are still mathematically can possibly win the championship, although Jared and Justin would have to have something catastrophic happen to both Bobby and Caden for them to have a chance. Sam Yarborough, fifth in points, 38 markers back. Our most recent winner and in-studio guest here in our next segment, Deese McCaskill, he's sixth in points, 42 markers behind. Brandon Pierce, Mini Tyrell, Lane Riggs, Jonathan Schaefer, round out your top ten in championship points. As we take a look at the super late models, as they head into this weekend's festivities at South Boston Speedway. As we mentioned previously, a two-man race. Matt Craig holds an eight-point lead over Carson Quapple uh, heading into this weekend's festivities at South Boston. Both of those men entered in this weekend's race. So got two really good championship battles that we're going to be looking at heading into South Boston this weekend and can't imagine that will be anything less than stellar as the Cars Tour has proven uh, race in and race out here in 2021. Brandon Willard's got the caution flag out for the first time here. Stickered Up Podcast. We'll take the opportunity to come down pit road, sticker up. When we return, we'll have the most recent late model stock car winner, Deke McCaskill. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title 
sponsor of the Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Anna Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Hey, this is Deke McCaskill, driver to 08 per year tank line Chevrolet. You're listening to Stickered Up podcast with Stephen Dunn. Green flag back out. This edition of the Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast with Solid Carrier's Cars Tour. We've got the most recent winner Sunday afternoon, victorious at his home track, Wake County Speedway. Deke McCaskill, welcome back to the Stickered Up podcast. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, having me back on. Well, we told you when you and Ronald were in here to help us preview Orange County, which I thought you were yeah. had a good chance to win, that I'd get you back on here if you won and pulled the rabbit out of the hat on Sunday afternoon, about a mile and a half away from the house. Has it sunk in yet? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, we're um, getting focused on South Boston this week, so I hadn't really had time to celebrate a whole lot. But, yeah, we're um, it's, it was a special day for us, man. It was really, uh, really neat to win at my home track and in front of a lot of fans and family um, who come to see me and just – who supported me out throughout my career, really. So it was a, it was a big day for us. Could you hear the crowd noise <laughs> after you crossed the start finish line? No, I mean, that place erupted. Yeah, that's what heavy my spotter told me and, um, getting out in victory lane. And, and I was just blown away. All the people standing there on the front stretch with cameras and, and whatnot. So yeah, it was just, I've never been a part of nothing like that before. That was cool. You said that that, you said that that was the biggest win of your career. You still, you still believe that? A couple days after? I do, Steve. Anytime you can win at your home track like that, knowing, you know, what everything was leading up to with with everything we've been through with our, with our family, um, you know, shutting my team down last year because we just won't quite fast enough and just kind of rebuilding um, our whole team and Sandy being there, um, $10,000. That's only the second time I've ever won ten grand throughout my career, and that's a lot of money for us. So, uh, yeah, it's – it's my biggest win in my career. I'll I'll be the first to admit it. How much did it mean? I mean, we talked about this a little bit 
Donnie Pereer, who is, my opinion, he's he's just as valuable to short track racing as someone like Kirk Ipock with mm-hmm. Solid Rock. I mean, Donnie's been a longtime supporter of you and Justin Johnson and Lane Riggs. How much more special was it to win that oh, yeah. race with him in the stands and him sponsoring the yeah. race? Um, yeah, like you said, it makes it even more special, especially having him there. And man, I can't remember the last time I won a race with him actually there. It's been a long time, but yeah, he's a uh, him and Kirk Ipot just um, have big hearts for short track racing, and um, just can't thank them two guys enough for what they do for the sport because um, it's really hard to do it without great people like that. There's one thing that I've thought about. You know, I, I told you on Sunday when I walked out of the racetrack, I said, you come on the podcast, right? We told you you're coming. He's like, yeah, I'll be there. And I started kind of prepping in my mind, you know, kind of what I wanted to talk about with you. And one thing that stands out to me was the last time you were in victory lane at Langley. And I don't know if you remember this, but you made a comment. Um, Sandy wasn't there. I know it was an emotional win for you. Mm-hmm. And not having your family there was kind of a big deal. And, but you made the comment that these things are so hard to win. And you don't win, know when you're going to win the next one. You went almost two years yeah. <laughs> without winning a Cars Tour race. And, yeah. I mean, you and Ronald Hill, y'all are Mr. Cars Tour. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been with her since, since the inception. Does that make it even more special, especially with being at Wake County? Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, I've always said in the back of your head, you know, is am I going to ever win again? You know, <laughs> going through what we did last year, just just like I said, we weren't really fast enough. and. I was getting behind with the technical side of the cars and what I had been doing for the last four or five years just wasn't working that good. And we were just a mediocre, you know, team. And so we decided to team up with Marcus Richmond and RNS for a few races last year and really ran well. So decided to build a car and just, um, you know, just had a great season, fired off really strong, you know, come close to winning the 30,000 at orange and come close at Caraway and, you know, run third at Langley. And, and yeah, it was, a uh, we just had a lot of bad luck here these last three races, but it was stuff that, that I know that looking back at it, what went wrong. So I think that's a, a plus. Um, and really the last time we had won as a, as a family with Sandy being there and being healthy was 2018. So that was really three years ago since we actually had our picture took together. And that's, um, man, that's all I wanted. That's, I know it kind of sounds cheesy, but man, that's all I wanted was just a picture of us together holding a checkered flag and, and man, it was just a it was just a nice, really, really nice win for us. Go back into last year. You started off, you had the intentions of running full time after the first two or three races. Didn't say you threw the towel in, but as you mentioned, I mean you kind of started doubting yourself a little bit as far as if you were gonna be competitive. Did the thought of retirement ever creep in yeah. or <laughs> No, not really. I <laughs> these kids and Sandy would probably leave me if I retired oh, as wow. much as they love racing. So yeah. I just knew we had to keep working, um, just figure out what direction I needed to go. Um, I just, I needed to go to guy, you know, like I said, I didn't have nobody to really go to last year and, and I needed somebody like Marcus to kind of get me in the point in the right direction. And that's why we went that route. And, um, the car store, you know, how competitive it is. If, you look at qualifying, if you're 10th off, you're 10th or 11th every weekend. So yeah. that's why I do this cars tour. Cause, um, winning these races are, is just so special. I could go to a, a weekly track and probably have a better chance of winning, but I choose to do this cause I like the competition. Um, whenever you feel like you, you've won, you've really accomplished something really, really big. And I cherish every, I think we got eight victories now on the tour and, um, I, I cherish every one of them. Man. 
So I've got your eight victories written down here so that I know. <laughs> but you know everywhere you know everywhere you've won, right? Yeah, I I'd have to think for just a little bit, but yeah, I, I know about every one of them. <laughs> <clears throat> so eight wins, two at Orange, two at Southern National, one at Wake, one at Hickory, one at South Boston, mm-hmm. one at Langley. Yep. Those are all very different racetracks. Yep. So I think it speaks testament to you know, your ability to get around these places. Talk a little bit about, I felt like you, you had a little bit different strategy on Sunday that some other people didn't. I heard going up and down pit road, a lot of people wanted to save the tires were going to be a big issue. Didn't look like to me that you were really saving, but man, you had that thing turning. I mean, was that the biggest focus for you on Friday is to make sure get, getting through what you said at one and (laughs) two, getting through there was the, was the key. Yeah. That was, I knew that was my, um, the the A game getting around that racetrack was getting off of two and I mean I don't mind telling my secret but I never worked on forward drive all weekend I just worked on turning because I knew we weren't gonna have drive the track so wore out and we just made sure the car was turning really good through the center and we made some really big adjustments Sunday morning that seemed to help it out and you know we took off on the start and I thought their pace was really really slow mm-hmm. and you know Sam was going through the field and I was just behind him and just kind of picking them off one at a time. And I, I never really spun the tires. I never really was hurting the time, um, the tires. And I knew what times we were running. So when we got to second behind Sam there and rode there for a little bit, and I was like, man, if a caution comes out or competition caution, I don't really want to start on the outside. So I yeah. just kind of snuck around Sam real quick and still was saving and, you know, got to the competition caution. And I really didn't know how good of a car we had because I knew Bobby and Caden, you know, Lane and Jared, all them guys were saving and I haven't been the best in the world at saving tires. Yeah. Um, I'll be the first to admit it. So, but I thought I was doing really well. And, you know, we took off after that competition caution and, um, you know, Bobby got the second and we had a, probably three or four car length lead and he really couldn't catch me and I couldn't really pull away. And I was still trying to save, you know, chill, not, not to hurt the tires, not to punch them. And I knew right then about lap 80, 90 ish. I'm like, man, we, we're going to have a shot at this, you know? And, yeah. And, in the back of your mind, you're always, you know, there's a caution going to come out. There's no way this is going to go green the rest of the way. So I'm just focusing and, you know, taking care of the car and, and still trying to maintain that gap from me, me and Bobby. And it looked like them guys started to fall off really, really bad there toward the end. And we could really run about the same pace. So just a, just a testimony to how, how good the car was working. Yeah. I mean, you, that last caution, I mean, you drove, once you got clear lane, you drove away. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, I was like, did you, uh, I know they, they always say when you got a lead like that, handful of laps, did you start hearing things in the car? No, I didn't, man. I know people have said that before, but not really. I was just, um, I'm just thinking of, all right, the caution's gonna come back out. I just got to get a good, another good start and get through one and two, and I'll be okay. Because, you know, the, the outside there is absolutely junk, and I knew the guy starting beside me didn't really have a good shot, but I didn't have to make a mistake. I didn't have to miss a gear or nothing like that. So, it was still a lot of you know, thinking going on and focusing and concentrating and, and man, I've seen Bobby McCarty take the white flag coming off a of turn four, coming through the checkered and a caution comes out Yeah, and you know, and he, and he lost the race. So it's never over till you cross the line. And I knew when we caught the white, I still had one more lap to get by. And, and once we caught the checkered, yeah, the emotions and everything started coming out. Yeah. I picked up on a vibe on Friday that I thought was unusual. Did it seem to you, that practice on Friday was a much more laid back. Yeah. I mean, did, did, was it just, I mean, I didn't think it was just me, but it like, yeah. it was like a whole different vibe. I mean, what do you think? I don't know, man. We talked about that 
uh, I guess it might have been me and you talking about it, but yeah, it was. It was just everybody go out there and make a couple laps, come in, get out, and talk about it, and yeah. go talk to another driver, and just I don't know. It was kind of kind of weird. I don't know what the do deal you think, was there. <laughs> do you think the Do you think the fact that the way they had to do practice with you know most of you guys stayed on the outside during yeah. practice on Friday and they'd basically call, throw a caution, let everybody come, but it was so weird because it was like, like you said, drivers, we'd walk up to the fence and we'd watch <laughs> someone run three or four laps, and then we'd kind of talk about it. But it mm-hmm. just it just had a very different vibe different feel yeah i think there was a lot of people who tested um thursday and i actually went out there tuesday afternoon after work so i think that might have helped out a little bit everybody kind of had a pretty close baseline getting there on friday just you know small changes just kind of tweaking on the car so that might have had a lot to do with it you know i don't i don't know because since the with the tire shortage deal a lot of people weren't testing like we used to and um you know we're getting to the track on fridays and just you know, thrashing in and out of the pits, making changes, working really hard. So, I don't know, maybe that had something to do with it. You know, you're one of the guys that I said actually probably was had a little bit of an advantage with this whole tire situation that's kind of frozen. Yeah. I mean, because, like, you, you've you got years of experience, and you're not, the, you're not the typical guy that goes and tests on Wednesday and Thursday before everybody shows yeah. up on a Friday. I mean, do you feel like that's kind of closed the gap? From some of these bigger money teams that can afford to go now that there's no yeah. there's no supply, so everybody's kind of playing with the same yeah you know yeah. same deck yeah you know when I first started at Caraway it didn't like you said it didn't really bother me because a lot of races I'll go I might go every other week without buying practice tires and I just work on you know old tires like that and you know the the veteran guys I think figured it out really quick and but the younger guys um, who just got into sport. I think it's been tough on them, you know, your your Schaefer and, and your DGR guys, stuff like that, who really need that uh, the new tires to go test and, and whatnot to get to get the cars figured out. And you know, they go out there and drive, and they don't know if it's a if it's something with the car off or if it's a right rear tire that's got two hundred laps. And, you know, they ain't quite figured that out yet. So, I, you know, I feel bad for them guys like that having to really you know figure it out. Um, you know, if it's a tire thing or, or chassis thing, but. But yeah, it didn't it didn't really bother me. I'm I'm actually buying tires every week now because of the tire shortage. So it's yeah. kind of hurt me a little bit because I don't want to. Um, I feel like if there's a chance to buy a set, we need to buy it and take advantage of it. You know, for the off season, and you know, I think this is the last weekend. Um, at Wake, we were on 45, so I actually bought a set, and I'll you know I'll wrap them up and keep them for next year. You know, going into the first race and test on them there. So. Put those things on eBay, probably make a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> um, want to wrap up uh, the Wake County, and, and I want to kind of go back to you started there. We and we, you've got great stories, and we could sit here and talk for <laughs> hours about your stories at Wake County. But I want you to kind of talk a little bit about the job that Charlie Hansen's done over there, and, and the improvements that he's made in that Speedway um, over the last couple of years. I mean, obviously, you've seen it mm-hmm. um, as far as where you where you are accustomed to racing to what it looked like. I mean. Yeah. And that place really yeah, looked good this looked, weekend. Yeah, I was really, really surprised. I hadn't been out there all year, and man, I wish it. I wish we were able to race Saturday night because they said the lighting was really, really good, and I hadn't seen that. Um, saw a little bit of it Friday night testing, but yeah, the facility, the I mean, the restrooms, um, everything was just the painting, the landscaping. Um, he has done a phenomenal job with the track compared to what it used to look like. But yeah, my hats off to Charlie. He's doing a great job. His um, I mean, his car count all year long. The, the fans in the stands, you know, it's $10 to get in really cheap or, you know, it's just cheap family fun. Um, you know, my daughter Amber had, I think she missed all but one race going out there 
Um, I mean, she just loves it being out there. It's close to home. Well, hell, she can ride her bike up to the <laughs> yeah, racetrack. Really? <laughs> but she had a good time. It's just, um, and if you've ever been out there, Charlie is, is hands-on. He's he's playing with the kids on in front of the grandstands. He's over there in the concessions helping them. He's a really, really hard-working guy. So I'm glad he's, um, I'm glad the track is doing really well. Looking forward to um, South Boston again. This I think, I feel like this is a, good racetrack for you i mean you mm-hmm. think you've always enjoyed going there yeah um i guess the biggest question and i don't know that you know the answer until friday <laughs> but what are these f56 yeah. tires going to be like <laughs> man i hope it's nothing like motor mile because that was a that was a really a big curveball for us and i think bobby figured it out really fast and had a big advantage on us but um you know, I've been on them before back in, I think it was 2008 when Southern National was, was repaved. We ran them okay. for, for, for a year, but I don't remember what it did to the car or nothing like that. I just remember running on them, and I remember you could run really hard on them and not wear them out. I can't so. remember. Did you go to Bristol with yeah. the car store? Wasn't that the tire they used at Bristol? Um, I felt like someone told me that was the same tire they used at Bristol. You know, I think you're right. I think we ran 56s on the right and 55s on the left. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so not a lot of give up. Yeah, it's definitely not not a lot of give up. I remember it seemed like the more you run them, the faster you got for some reason. But I no grip? Is that kind of how it well, – Well, is that the trade-off? The track was, was paved, so the track had grip. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it won't – I didn't really feel a no-grip issue. Um, and, I, and that's why I told Jack, I think going to South Boston, I think it'll work out okay Yeah, because the track is, is fairly new and got a lot of grip. Um if we were taking this tire to, to Hickory or, or Florence oh, or Wake yeah. County, I think, yeah, we, we, we'd have a handful. Be but, off in the trees over there in Florence, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't No you? doubt, no doubt. So I think at South Boston, it'll, I think it'll be okay. Um, I think the racing will be really well because you won't be riding, saving tires. You'll just be, you know, on the chip every lap. Yeah. I, I've asked this question a couple times. Um, had you been to Florence before the car store went there last year? No. <laughs> Does it freak? Did it freak you out not having a wall? Yeah, it took a little while getting used to because <laughs> you try not to run off the track and get your rights in the dirt and stuff like yeah. that, and you just couldn't really judge it. But um, the biggest thing was was not hearing the engines echoing off the yeah. wall. You know, they get on the back stretch, you never never hear anything, and that was um that was quite a bit different. But but yeah, that was um took a little while getting used to. Deep McCaskill's our guest here on the Stickered Up Podcast. Our competition caution is out. Brandon Willard's got the yellow flag out. We'll come down pit road. Sticker up. When we return, we'll be back. The most recent Cars Tour winner, Deep McCaskill. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. race cars building championship race cars provider of championship winning late model stock chassis rns services providing chassis body hanging turnkey purchases parts and baseline setups contact rns today at 336-213-0736 that's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car that's rns race cars 336-213-0736 south boston virginia Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. 
the official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. This is Bobby McCarty, driver of the number 22 Solid Rock Carriers Toyota. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast. Green flag back out, Stickered Up Podcast, official podcast with Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. In-studio guest, Deke McCaskill, driver of the 08 late model stock car, most recent winner. And uh, Deke, we were talking in the break. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit here going into the last weekend. Uh, obviously, you won the championship in 2016, um, winner at South Boston, um, finished second to Craig Moore a couple years ago, place mm-hmm. you get around. But I wanted to get your perspective sitting in the, sitting in the seat of Bobby McCarty and Caden Honeycutt going into this weekend. <laughs> obviously, Bobby, uh, uh, a two-time champion, um, be a three-time champion if he can hold off Caden and Caden's had a phenomenal year, a couple wins, one point behind. How do these guys approach this weekend? I mean, and what kind yeah. of pressure do, do you feel like these guys are in over the next few days? Yeah, I think a lot. <laughs> Feels in my shoes. I was always really nervous and just really thorough with the car and make sure we don't have any mechanical problems. That's the main thing you don't want to have. And um, Yeah, it's just a lot of nerves. That's the biggest thing, and you don't want to make a mistake and – um, I've been in that situation a few times and I'm, I'm, I'm just nervous, man. I mean, I, that's all it is to it. Um, but Bobby's got a lot of experience. He's been there before. Um, and Bobby's an incredible driver. Um, I think he'll be okay. Um, Caden's has really shocked me this year. I didn't really see that coming. Um, but he has turned out to be a heck of a wheel man. Um, He's got a lot of speed. Um, Jason Stanley and them guys do a great car, great, great job on the car. So I think it's going to be a heck of a show, man. Um, but I just feel like I feel like Caden's going to be a little bit more nervous than Bobby is, um, just being the first time there. And you know, he's such a young guy, such a young age. But he's showed a lot of maturity this year, and he might surprise us all. He might go out there and and, and win the whole thing. So um, if if I had to say who my pick is i really don't know man i swear i don't know because both of them show a lot of speed well it'll be an um, rns teammate right <laughs> just no say I'm, I just, I'm picking one of my rns teammates yeah, no doubt it'll be a, definitely be an rns chassis so that's a 
that's good for Marcus and everybody for um to get that deal. Do you think um do you think there's more pressure on Bobby because he's done it before? Do you think there's more pressure on Caden? I mean, like you said, you were very surprised, and I don't think that it doesn't surprise me that Caden has run so well. I think it surprises me that he hasn't made many mistakes, and obviously yeah. that consistency is what's kept him in the points race. Yeah. Um, because you can see a young you can see a young kid come in and win a couple races, but also make a mistake and wad it up and mm-hmm. finish twentieth. But he's he's been so consistent. Yeah. But yeah. is there more pressure on Bobby because he's supposed to win versus Caden? It's a good question. You know, um, I haven't. I've had had the opportunity to be in his shoes like that, being two time you know champion and possibly three times. So um, I, it could be, man. You got a good you got a good point there. But I feel like you know Bobby's been around that track a lot. He's a former track champion there, so um, you know he might have just a little bit of an edge there. But you never know about Caden, man. Them guys showed just a lot of speed all year long, and what Caden did at Florence was just. I mean that was that was really cool for a young guy like that to hold stay back and hold his tires and save his tires and make that run there at the end was um was really neat for them guys. Um you've been with the Cars Tour since its inception. You've only missed a handful of races. Something that I've kind of kept an eye on um over the progression of where we're at is just the the audience that it's that watches the Cars Tour now, the social mm-hmm. media Pit Road TV. I mean, we're doing a podcast that's exclusive, you know, yeah. for the to the Cars Tour. Yeah. How surprising is that for you when you? St- I mean, you kind of. I must say, took a chance, but you know, when when Jack and Chris Ragel finally put this thing together and threw it out there to, to all you late model guys back in 2015. Yeah. I mean, talk a little bit about that because you've yeah. you've seen it for, pretty yeah. much since its inception. Yeah. yeah, I never saw all this coming, all the social media stuff and the being able to my family can sit at home and watch it on television and stuff like that. I never saw that um, coming. So it was a, it was a big leap for us because um, when the tour started, you know, the traveling and the rules were a little more open and I was like, man, can I do this? Am I going to be competitive? I don't want to go out there and run in the middle of the pack and, and not be able to do this. Cause it was a big change for us, but we able to, um, man, we went out there and just about won the first race. Um, the tour started up and been with them ever since. You know, we just missed a handful of races and had a lot of success and a lot of wins. And we were lucky enough to pick up the championship one year. But um, I think it makes it more special to win a race now just because of all the social media going on. Your name gets out there. I mean, I mean, heck, we had Steve Post and <laughs> Alex Hayden calling the race the other day. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, yeah. Watching it on television last night for the first time, we watched the race and, um, I mean, it looked like you're watching a cup race almost just hearing them guys yeah. talk. So I never, never imagined anything like that happening. Family is very important to you. Um, and we've, we've had this conversation time and time again. Um, you talked about how special it was to to have Sandy and, and have Amber and Ashlyn and Victory Lane with you mm-hmm. on, on uh, Sunday afternoon. You brought the whole family with you. They're yeah. sitting here. <laughs> Sandy's looking off into space. Now she's gonna smile. But um talk a little bit about that. I know it's I know it's very important. I mean, and you guys of anybody I've seen year after year, I mean, it's a true family affair yeah. going to the racetrack every weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no doubt it starts at the shop with you know, me and dad working on the car. Dad he owns everything, he flips the bills, you know. I couldn't do it without him. And 
my wife and kids are, are my biggest supporters. They're my biggest fans. Um, they, they pick me up when I'm down, uh, when I'm, when I'm aggravated and wanting to somewhat quit, you know, they pick me up and encourage me. And, you know, Ashlyn's been calling it all week. She said, we're going to go to Wake County. We're going to win that race in front of the hometown crowd, blah, blah, blah. We're going to win it. We're going to win it. And I'm like, yeah, we, we got a lot of work to do, but you know, it might could happen, but, um, they're my biggest fans, like I said, and, um, what all we had been through, what we had talked about earlier with Sandy and, you know, having them there. And she was the first one to the window net when I, when I pulled into victory lane and that was just really, really special. And my brother-in-law who lives across the street from us, he's, he's my go-to guy on the car. I can really trust him with any kind of changes we make on the car. And, you know, my, my spotter heavy, he's been with me for over 20 some years. So yeah, it's just a, it's a real big family um, deal. I, um, so I saw Ashlyn was spotting for you on Friday at Tri County. <laughs> so how is she as a spotter so far? I know I know Heavy's your guy, yeah. but Heavy's not there on Friday. Yeah, how is she spotting? She does good. She does good. We, we had Amber do it one night, one day. I can't remember what. Race how was, it was that? That was. She little, was nervous. She was nervous. She a little was all real, over the real place. Nervous. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashlyn come in there, but but yeah, if you see me on Friday, sometimes I got them going over there dismounting my tires and whatever I can get them to do to help me out. Cause a lot of times on Fridays, it's hard to, you know, get my help cause all my help works. So mostly just me and dad and my other guy, Charles that goes, you know, shows up on Fridays and, yeah. um, but yeah, you'll see them running around helping me out. And, um, sometimes with a headset on. I'm very fortunate. I had the best seat in the house Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I was sitting up in turn four, about 10 rows behind these guys. Oh gosh. And just watching the pure emotion. Yeah the last 10 laps in the grandstands yeah. <laughs> watching them. Yeah. I ain't never seen Sandy move so fast in the last three years getting down there to victory lane. Somebody's got a video, of but, it. <laughs> but it just, but, but, but honestly, Deke, it, I had a conversation with a good buddy of mine, Gary Creech, who works on the, uh, with Lane Riggs yeah, after yeah, the race. And yeah. I told Gary, you're the guy that everybody wants to win. If their guy can't win. Yeah. And, um, I think that speaks volumes of your character and the respect that you have, not just from your fellow drivers, but everybody in the garage oh, area, yeah. man. It was, yeah. I mean, Justin had a pretty popular win at Dillon earlier this year. Cause it's the first time he'd won. And you know, Justin's very well liked as well, but man, yeah. to see you get back in victory lane and just the fanfare around yeah. it, man, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I get chill bumps thinking about it, man. Just all the, I mean, all the drivers who come up to me before I even got out the car, um, not only drivers, but, you know, Jason Stanley, Greg Marlowe, crew chiefs, Timothy Peters. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just, that's just a, such an awesome feeling. It, it just yeah. feels like you're doing the right thing. You know, it feels like you're here for a purpose and you know, who knows who's watching as a little kid saying, Hey, I want to be like that guy. You never know. You never know who's watching. So I have um, always told people and me and Justin have had this conversation. Me and Marcus have had this conversation. If you ever want, one of these young kids, these 13, 14, 15 year old kids and, and Pat, my producer, he's heard me say this too. If there's a role model in late model stock mm -hmm. car racing, it's Deke McCaskill. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. And then that's, and that's a true, yeah. that's a true statement. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I, that's just a testament to, to the person that you yeah. are. And, um, you know, I was a D, I'm, I'm still a Deke McCaskill fan. <laughs> you know, sure. I was a Deke McCaskill fan when you were running late models at Orange County, when yeah. you were running against Barry and Maurice and <laughs> yeah. Jay, and you had that black car, that lime green yeah. 08 on it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I was pulling for you then, man, yeah. and I just think it's I think it's awesome. And, sure. um, Sandy, do you want to talk? I don't know. Well, you just did. You just did. Oh. 
Well, I want to I want to ask you how how big was Sunday for you? You good? Yeah, go on. It was really big. Yeah. Yeah, I was very happy to actually be there for the big win. What's your 40 time now going downstairs? Do what? <laughs> I said, what's your 40 time running downstairs? Because you got down there in a hurry. I was trying to go fast as I could. I wanted to be there first when he got to victory lane. Yeah. Yes. Um, And I, I think, too, I wanted to – you guys, like we talked about it being a family thing. Kudos to you and Ashlyn and, and boys for feeding all of us on Friday night. The, fe- the fellowship on Friday night was just – you couldn't – there's yeah. there was nothing better, man. That was yeah. Other than you winning on Sunday afternoon, that's the best part of the weekend <laughs> for me. It was a lot of fun. You guys opened your house up yeah. to a bunch of people and just the fellowship and yeah. just the camaraderie was was amazing. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think we had half the half the tour there. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like an RNS house party because you had Bobby and Benny and Caden, Justin, uh, Connor Jones. Yeah. Um, am I missing anybody? Bunch of crew chiefs, bunch of crew guys. Yeah. Connor's parents showed up. Connor's parents, yeah. man, your 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 dad. That barbecue is is phenomenal. <laughs> cool, good deal. Phenomenal. So and um and I'll I'll make it public public statement now and on the record that if you guys want me to come over and eat steak before yeah. every cars tour race, <laughs> that's what that's what led to the victory on yeah. Sunday. I'm more than happy to do that. So, yeah. um, but man, you guys are you guys are, are awesome. And, um, you know, I'm glad to, you know, Deke, me and you talked, I'm, I'm just glad to call you a friend. Thank you. And, um, it, it's been, it's been a really cool few days. I know for you, mm-hmm. I know you're geared up now, you're changing gears, getting ready yeah. for South Boston and, uh, be good to cap off the, yeah. cap off the season with back-to-back that'd wins, be, huh? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I told, I told Tony the other day, he was talking about championship and I told him this was my, that win right there was my championship because I knew I was out of the, the points yeah. championship. So that win was, uh really really special to us but yeah to go to south boston and win two in a row that would um yeah that would be really really cool <laughs> but have you have you thought about 2022 plans and what that looks like for you i don't know we um i guess i'll make it public um i'm gonna put the youngest one in a car <laughs> amber <laughs> breaking news here on Stitcher so, podcast now that it's uh public i gotta do it i can't okay. talk about it i gotta do it so. well we'll make sure to tag her in all the social media yeah. when, the, when the when the podcast drops so everybody for a special watch announcement. Out. um i hadn't quite i'm probably gonna put her in that little hornet division at, at south boston is what i'm looking at that's um, cool yeah i don't want her uh I don't really want a legend car. I don't want a bandolera. Um, I want to start. What about Wake County? Is there a classic well, in Wake County? They got that that bomber class, the one that ran after y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Where it had the Cadillac yeah. that was about and I was like twenty five no, feet long. I can't do that. So <laughs> that Hornet class at South Boston though is pretty. Yeah, we we rented the last race and, and watched it, and I thought it was um, a pretty good deal they got going on. It's, it's cheap. Yeah, you know, I can build a car. Me and Dad can build it ourselves and save a lot of money and. You know, if she goes out there and, and doesn't decide she wants to do it, then I won't have a lot invested in it, and I can sell it and get my money back. But who knows? She might go out there and set us uh, <laughs> shock us all. But well, I mean, I did watch her driving skills at Rush Hour on Saturday. So uh, be interesting. So if, if if we do that, 
I mean, do you not drive at all, or are you taking your late model up to South Boston on Saturday nights? <laughs> I ain't quite figured that out yet. <laughs> the look on Ashlyn's face right now is <laughs> priceless. No, I'll, um, I just, I guess I'll wait till the schedule comes out and see what's going on. Well, I guess on. we'll know on Saturday, um, right? Yeah, it comes we'll out on Saturday. Out what what conflicts and what they want me to do if they want me to um, go with her. Does to Amber South need a, Does Amber need a graphics guide, or she have one in her back pocket? <laughs> Amber's gonna need a. Um, She's gonna need a whole lot. <laughs> She's gonna need a spotter. No, what's the word? We're, remember, we have we can censor body, bodyguard. She's gonna need a bodyguard. A bodyguard. <laughs> All right. Well, breaking news. So, Amber, I look forward to seeing you in a Hornet at South Boston <laughs> opening weekend. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, if I don't do that, then yeah, we'll be back with the tour. I don't. I really don't know what else I would do and have more fun than what I'm having now. I like the tour. I like the traveling. I like the, um, I like the weekends off the yeah. couple of weeks we had, you know, these, yeah. these last three weeks has been really tough on us, but, um, it's just, it's just fun. You know, you go to a, you go to Florence and you have a bad race. Um, I want to talk about you got, that. You, then you go back to motor mile in a few weeks, you know, you ain't got to yeah. worry about that race at Florence. Yeah. You just focus on the next race. So I kind of, I've always liked that about the tour. So, you mentioned in in your post race interview that um you know David West like a brother to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know many guys that would have done what he did. Yeah. Last the past weekend when y'all were down in Florence, I mean you go down there unload practice was a seal seal bad well, seal. We, yeah, we thought it was the head gasket um, leaking coolant because we had a little bit of trouble at Tri County. We we had put some stop leak in it and it fixed it, and we went to. Florence and it didn't fix it and we put some yeah. more stop leak in it and that last practice um it was coming out pretty bad so I know we had to get back home and and get it fixed and by the time I was pulling out and you know Justin called me hey come get my motor out of my trailer and yeah you know Brian over at Junior Motorsports hey get and I was like man I can get back home and get this fixed and I don't really want to you know, borrow somebody else's stuff and well Justin owed you because he borrowed one of yeah, yours yeah, last year at, at uh at Orange <laughs> and then blew it sky high at Florence <laughs> I still ain't got it back. <laughs> but, yeah, we went to um, – showed up at David's, um, I don't know, eight thirty nine o'clock and got the head off, and then we realized it was cracked. <laughs> oh, wow. So we're like, what are we going to do now? So he goes through his um, machine shop and finds a cylinder head where his um, CNC machine was down. So luckily, uh, Doug Boyette down at Boyette's Automotive in downtown Raleigh, Yeah. Um, David called him up and said, hey, man, I need his head cut. You know, blah, blah, blah. And Doug said, yeah, I can probably do it in the morning. He said, no, I need it done right now. Yeah. So I go to downtown Raleigh probably 11, 1130, get the head cut, get it fixed. I get back to David's and David does the valves and all his stuff and ended up cranking it up at 545 that morning. Um, I went to the dad rode back with me, so I had to go back and pick him up. And I got to the driveway and I laid back and took about a 20 minute nap. And he come got in the truck and we hauled Boogie down to Florence. <laughs> So it was a it was a really fun experience, but I didn't get no sleep. <laughs> Do you wish you'd have taken up uh, yeah, yeah, Justin yeah, on that yeah. deal? <laughs> Justin texted us about midnight, and we were like, "Man, we're too deep in it now. We can't quit." Yeah, so, yeah. We should have looking back at it. We should have took that deal on. But well, I know it takes a lot of people get you to racetrack um, every every weekend, and um, want to give you an opportunity to thank all those yeah. people that to get you to racetrack. Yeah, definitely. You know, Donnie Perrier with Perrier Tank Lines, he's been a long-time supporter of us. And, uh, 
man, I couldn't do it without them. Um, H&L Logging, uh, Wadeland uh, Geospatial. Um, I don't know if you've seen their logo on my hood. That was his. Oh, uh, the graphics guy looks at everybody's. Yeah, that's what I've seen it. <laughs> that was a that was a big deal for a Sunday because he was there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was our first win, and yeah, that's he, awesome. Yeah, he was at Orange County for the 30k race, and I was like, man, I hated not to get that win for him, but yeah, he was at Wake, so that was really special, and just appreciate Rodney's help and. Um, Bobby Gregory Weldon's been a good time, a good friend of ours and helps us out a lot. And of course, Bradley with Graphics Unlimited and Mail's Ignition. Um, my Marcus Richmond with RNS Race Cars, um, just a big, big help. Um, I was so glad to finally get a win with RNS. I felt like I was the only one not quite got there yet. So he was the first one there, you know, hugged my neck when he got the car. So that was pretty special for us. Uh, that is not true. She was the first one to the car. Yeah, but I don't think I hugged your neck. I was still you hugged car. Marcus Richmond over your wife? Mar- I think I hugged no, him. No, he hugged me inside the car. Well, yeah, but it wasn't yeah, like a I was first. double-armed hug. I was first. <laughs> Marcus was the second person. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, uh, um, But, yeah, definitely got you know, big props to David West for all he does for me. He is like a brother to me. and We go way, way, way back, and um, that was a really special moment, finally getting him back in victory lane. and. Um, you know, he's had a lot of success with, um, with Josh and, you know, Tommy Lemons and, you know, um, Justin as well. So it was finally good to get back in Victor Lane with you know, me and David. Um, I don't think I'm missing anybody. I'm looking at your publicist right now to see yeah, if you missed, did you sure miss anybody? Yeah, I got H&L. Yeah, Lewis White, H&L Logan. He's a, been a long time supporter of us. And we just like, everybody who supports me is just, they're just really, really good friends, man. Yeah. There's really, really special people to me. It's just not somebody who sends me a check every so often. It's just really good, really good friends. Yeah. Well, Deke, best of luck to you this weekend. Thank Love you. to see you go back to back, finish off the year strong. And uh, it's always good to chat with you, my friend. Yeah, bud. Appreciate you having me on. That's Deke McCaskill, the most recent winner on the Cars Tour and Late Model Stock Car side. Caution flags out. Come down pit road, stick her up, and we return. We'll re- or we'll preview this weekend's Autos by Nelson 250 at South Boston Speedway. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Cars BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. 
Twitch.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. This is Kate Honeyka, driving the number four Justin Johnson Racing Ford. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. White flag out the final scheduled edition of the 2021 Stickered Up Podcast. And we are at South Boston Speedway Saturday night as we wrap up the 2021 campaign. The Autos by Nelson 250 presented by Bojangles. Action will start at the racetrack on Friday afternoon. Uh, practice with late model stocks will start at 1.30. Rotating plaque practices with the super late models until 5.30. Action begins again Saturday afternoon where we'll have late model stock cars. We'll hit the racetrack for the first time at 1230, alternating with the super late models until 245. Grandstands will open at 4 o'clock. Single car qualifying for the late model stock cars at 415, or no, 445, my apologies. Single car qualifying for the super late models will be at 515. Fan Fest, 545 to 630 on track. Uh, you get an opportunity to meet your favorite Cars Tour drivers. Pre-race ceremonies will begin at 655. The green flag will fly at 7 o'clock. Super late models will be first on deck. 125 laps of the Supers, 125 laps for the late model stock cars. Taking a look at the pre-entry list from the home office in Mooresville, North Carolina, eight super late models are registered for the event, including Justin Kreider, Michael Rich, Penn Krim will make his debut in 2021 this weekend at South Boston. Carson Quapple, Cody Connor, Jeff Batten, points leader Matt Craig, and Ryan Moore will be the eight cars to take the green flag on Saturday night. 25 late model stock cars, including our in-studio guest, Deke McCaskill, uh, Cars Tour veteran Craig Moore, Brandon Pierce, Jonathan Finley, Caden Honeycutt, Carter Langley will make his second Cars Tour appearance at his home track of South Boston this weekend. Brian Barnhill will be in a uh, Barry Nelson-prepared automobile. Connor Jones, Jared Fryer, Joe Valento, points leader Bobby McCarty, Mason Diaz, Connor Mosack back in action with the Cars Tour. He'll be driving an RNS car prepared by Marcus Richmond, Justin Johnson, Taylor Gray back at the Cars Tour. Chris Throckmorton will be make his Cars Tour debut for 2021. The Thrill, Ronald Hill, is entered for this weekend's event, along with Corey. Corey Dunn will make his debut. Connor Hall, Minnie Tyrell, Mike Looney, Jonathan Schaefer, Sam Yarber, Daniel Silvestri back on tour, and Lane Riggs wrap up the 25 cars that will start this weekend on the late model stock car side. Want to take a minute to thank the people that make this podcast possible. Um, all of our sponsors, Pit Road TV, Tony Stevens, Solid Rock Carriers, Kirk Ipock, Thrifty Tire, Mr. Justin Johnson, BST Shocks, 
PJ Bryant and Marcus Richmond at RNS Race Cars. Uh, without those guys, this podcast would not be possible. And also have to huge shout out to my friends here at the broadcast broadcasting experts, Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick. Morgan, I told you I was going to bring you on to say a little something. Just want to thank you for all the hard work that you guys have put forth this year to make this podcast such a success. Well, we've had a lot of fun doing it, Stephen. Uh, you know, your passion for short track racing. I mean, that's that's what makes it. And I think that's what the fans respond to. I think that's why the drivers uh, want to be on this uh, this podcast. Uh, crew chiefs, sponsors. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it's a tight knit group. And, you know, back, you know, when we were a lot younger, uh, this is how NASCAR was. This is how, you know, drivers get their start. Uh, you get up into the NASCAR level now and it's just like, it's more like NASA than it is NASCAR. And it's just, it's too segmented for a lot of fans out there. And, and when I say that, it just doesn't feel like, for me, as a race fan, it doesn't feel like racing anymore. And so when you go back to your roots and you do the short track, um, you know, that atmosphere that you saw this past weekend when, you know, a hometown guy wins at his track, I mean, that's what racing's about, the old Wilkesboro's, you know, uh, the tracks that we grew up with when we were kids. And uh, anyway, your passion for the sport, it comes through the podcast. I think we should do it again next year. I think you should. I think you should. And uh, and if we've been good enough for you, we'll host it here if you'd like. Well, we're working on that and excited about what 2020 holds. Again, we uh, this is our final uh, regular season edition of the Stickered Up podcast. We do have a special uh, edition that will come out uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have our championship winning driver, crew chief, and spotter uh, in studio, we're going to do something a little bit different and give everybody a little bit of a sneak preview of what 2022 may look like for the Stickered Up podcast. But again, can't thank our friends here at Broadcasting Experts for all they do to make me sound great uh, and to really get this out to a lot of people uh, that are passionate about short track racing. Again, we hope to see you guys at South Boston Speedway on Saturday night. The running of the Autos by Nelson's 250 presented by Bojangles. The season finale for the Cars Tour. That's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.